When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want, and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. So I tell you all the time how many wonderful, amazing emails we get from our extremely thoughtful um, and eagle-eyed listeners, by the way. Uh, I just wanted to start today's episode by sharing some of them with you. We got an email from Jasmine, who reached out about the impact of seeing Lindsay Price on our show and how the lack of diversity beyond mostly white and some black families on TGIF was always really hurtful to her. And mm. she said she really wanted to give the Teacher's Bet episode a shout out because it meant a lot to her as a kid watching. And then someone named Lakin C., which seems like Christine Lakin undercover. in reverse. An undercover, <laughs> an undercover Christine Lakin told us about the TGIF routines they had as a child with their best friend, which is so cool to imagine now that people had full-on must-see TV food and sofa position routines with their families and friends to watch <laughs> us. So yeah. 
I mean, I get, you know, must see TV, sit down and you guys all have your same positions on the sofa. Um, And then Peter H., a beautiful and touching story about his upbringing and how the show helped him through not only his own childhood, but some hard times he encountered in adulthood. So we are getting your emails. We could not possibly respond back to all of them. But I do want you guys to know that when you write us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com, your emails are read. Um, and and even if we don't have a chance to write back, uh, they mean a lot to us. So thank you, everyone, for, for listening and writing. And everyone, remember, we will be live for the first time ever at the Magnolia in San Diego on October 22nd. And we hope to see you there. Oh, so close to Halloween. Yes, we have to talk about the Scream episode then. Well, we'll be recording some of the podcast in front of you all and doing Q&As. And Mr. Plays with Squirrels will be there live. I spoke to him and he promised me he would be there. It was weird to talk to him. He only pantomimes. One lucky listener will also get to perform a scene with us and we'll have a very special guest. Go to Ticketmaster.com now to buy tickets and there are VIP packages that get you a meet and greet and a photo and you can even tell Will how good of an actor he is right to his face. Oh, you don't have to do that, but you, you, you definitely can if you want to. October 22nd at the Magnolia in San Diego. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. So welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedell. And joining us again is Ms. <laughs> Trina McGee, Yay! Uh, our beloved Angela Moore. And um, we are talking about season one, episode 11, The Father-Son Game, which originally aired December 17th, 1993. The synopsis is when Corey and Eric find out that Alan has lied about the father-son softball game being canceled because he knows they don't want to attend, they make amends. It was directed by David Trainer, and it was written by Bill Lawrence, who is gone on to be absolutely easily the most successful person to have ever been a part of Boy Meets World. He is the creator <laughs> of Ted Lasso. He is the creator of Scrubs, Cougar Town, Spin City. Yeah. Uh, he is, yes. He invented <laughs> television. He yeah. is yeah. a massive. He's basically had a show on the air since. He left Since he wrote this episode. Yeah, since he wrote this episode. It's the last thing he did before yeah, he created every show on job. TV. <laughs> <laughs> he is also possibly one of the people responsible for making, creating the name Topanga Lawrence. We have, we, that doesn't really math-wise add up yeah. to us. Time-wise doesn't work, but, but we're still holding out hope well, he that told he's on me the I list. auditioned for him for a show post-Boy Meets World. So this was, I mean, this was in my early 20s. I met him for one of the shows that he was executive producing. And that was, he said, hey. I got fired on your show. <laughs> I was ah. like, what? And he's like, yeah, and uh, Topanga Lawrence. Her last name is Lawrence because my last name is Lawrence. I was like, I had no idea. Wow. Okay. Um, so, but, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Was he wow. now, was he there from the beginning and then no, wrote one episode? Apparently, he was our only spec script for oh, okay. the first season. Yeah. So he, there was always, I believe there was a rule that we, our show would take one script from outside of the writer's room every year. I don't know if that, I don't know why I think that I have that in my head that ABC wanted an outside writer or okay. if it was just a policy of Michael Jacobs and the writer's room. I don't know. But in my mind, every season we would have one episode that was written by an outside writer yeah. um, and that that was sort of a tradition or a rule of some sort. And his was that. The but, one chosen. So, which yeah. doesn't make sense for why Topanga 
would be named Lawrence. No, and it also so. doesn't make sense that he then would have gotten fired. It was a spec script. So he yeah. would have only gotten yeah. fired if he was a, a staff writer. So it, we have yeah. some questions. Bill Lawrence, if you're listening to Pod Meets World, which <laughs> like of course you, do. you are. With all your free time. So much time. You're, of course, <laughs> listening to us. But we'd love to have you on the podcast. I just um, see him sitting there on the set of Ted Lasso and they're coming up asking questions. He's like, hang on, I'm on episode on. I'm nine of my yeah, rewatch yeah. of, of Pod Meets World. I'm listening to my favorite yeah. episode of Pod Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt. might take the time out. You I know. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's jump into our recap. We start off in the Matthews kitchen. Oh, we have, how could I forget? Hold on. In this episode, guest starring Willie Garson as uh, Lenny Spinelli. Uh, Willie. So, didn't he marry you too, though? He yep. did. It, yeah, I thought so when I saw it. Okay. <laughs> I think this is his second of three three appearances he he played three different characters on boy meets world and i think this this is his first one the ma- marrying us may have been his third yeah the yeah, third yeah. character he played um so we start in the matthews kitchen morgan is eating breakfast and tells amy that she has been up since 6 a.m Corey enters and says that he loves fridays because that means he's going to be home all weekend amy says that's the same reason she can't stand weekends Corey is wearing <sighs> Double hoods again. Double I hoods. love a good double hood on this show. It is a long sleeve yellow short, shirt with a hood with a cream or white colored short sleeve T-shirt over that. And then a purple hooded vest. So a real double hood look. Rocking it's, it. Rocking yeah, it. just anytime we see double hoods, I get very excited. Uh, then Eric enters and says that his weekend weather report might include a date with Cindy. And then we, I'm sorry, I got to yeah. stop you right there. Can we talk very briefly about my T-Rex arms as I'm running down the stairs? What? what? <laughs> for some reason, I'm like this when I come down the stairs for no reason. Like, I'm watching with my wife. She's like, "What? What? What are you pretending that you're holding? Like, what? what? Oh, it's just my. I come down the stairs like morning. It's so bizarre <laughs> with just the way I'm holding my like. I hadn't learned arm acting yet. Oh, it was weird. God. It was just go back. And, it was weird. This feeling. Yeah, it's just, yeah, very, just. I feel like was, you weren't yourself yet. Like I'm I like, where's no. Eric when I watched that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it was very. Very, yeah, very T-Rex yeah. army as I came funny. down the... I did not <laughs> notice. Yes. I did, I did not. I mean, of all the things, you were really hard on yourself. So uh, he says that his weekend weather report might include a date with Cindy, depending on how cool he is in school that day. And, and this is and the also, first mention of Cindy? Cindy's a new... Uh, I'm sure. Cindy's yeah. brand new. Yeah. Yeah. There's also uh, that a Vicky front may be moving in on Sunday. Ooh, first hey. time we've ever heard about of Vicky. Um, and there's a cute little conversation between Eric and his mom where she says, don't mess with Mother Nature. Uh Morgan is super hyper from all the sugar that she's been eating. She took out all the sugar pieces. Um, <laughs> Which, and so, by the way, is a total myth. I, I've gotten into so many fights with so many parents. That sugar every, hypes them up. Oh, about yes. the sugar hiking sugar the kid. It doesn't hype up a kid, really? No. And it's like the big, everybody believes it. Like, I've gotten into like yeah. serious knockdown drag out arguments with parents at birthday parties where I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, they can eat as much sugar as they want. I mean, maybe <laughs> don't eat sugar for other reasons, but it's not yeah. going to make them hyperactive. I it think they get tired. No. Them There's never been a scientific study yeah. to back that up. <laughs> and yet every parent believes it. Because really? guess what? I did. When you're yeah, eating really. sugar as a kid, it's because it's at a birthday party. 
party or because yeah. your, your, your parents let you have sugar because it's a special occasion for whatever reason. How about they're so just hyped anyway? Exactly. They're just hyped. <laughs> I yeah. did not know that. Exactly. Oh, so many. I'm probably still going to get mail, that, emails yeah. from listeners being like, my kid gets so hyper with it, you know, because everybody <laughs> believes it. It's yeah. one of those anecdotal versus scientific things. Very and, like, okay. and writer, like you said, it's it's usually tied into a birthday party where they're yes. overstimulated. So okay. the overstimulation generally. Or you stop generally... for ice cream on the way home and it's a treat. So they're overstimulated <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah. They're always. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whatever. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah, Science. Yeah. Learning your science on Pod Meets World. <laughs> uh, so Amy takes a hyped up uh, Morgan upstairs and she keeps yelling, I've been up since six o'clock. Um, Alan comes down and takes his baseball glove out of the oven, a place he uses it to store and work on his glove to break it in. Uh, this forces Corey to realize that tomorrow is the father-son softball game, and he expects, Alan expects Corey and Eric to play in it. And you get the sense from the repeating of the same lines over and over again that, Will, you good. and Corey are not excited about this. Y'all just this, laid this. out your father. <laughs> yeah. But hold on. Did this track for you guys? Because this didn't track for me. I was no. like, I was like. Corey, the Corey we've established would yeah. love this. Yeah, like huge by this time, guy. having watched all these episodes, lead up, he's a huge baseball fan. Yeah, he was yep. so stoked, you know, to meet Jim Abbott, like, yep. I, uh, and to play basketball with Sean and other. Yeah. Episodes. And he wants he wants to be a baseball player. He when wants he grows to be a baseball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it makes no sense that he would be negative no. about this. It's no. purely like for the I sake can of see the Eric line. now at sixteen, yes. Yes. like yeah. into yeah. girls. Like I'm not doing that at all. But Corey, who's twelve, not playing a baseball game. Yeah. I totally By the way, BS I also this. would have bought it if he had something in particular he r- also really wanted to do. Yeah, and exactly. Sean was doing something that weekend. Right. Yeah, or something. I yeah, you didn't even, some- he didn't even see Sean over the weekend. No, he no. came back to describe it. Like <laughs> he kept talking yeah. about how all he wanted to do was lay around and play video games. Yeah. which is now not- that tracks for now, but yeah. not totally. for 1993. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, like exactly. now that makes sense. Like get outside and play. Yeah, no, I'm going to sit here and play video yeah. games. But that back in the day, that didn't make sense. He went out and played baseball. Yeah, no, there were. There were a few things about this episode that I was like, hmm? I also thought most of the time, and we'll get into more, but most of the Corey Eric stuff where we're saying the same stuff, it was so sitcom like this was yeah. really they were, cool. they were working yes. hard though they were oh, they man. were trying you guys out as a duo oh yeah, yeah. i think they even tried really different sitcom music when you i noticed i'm sure you see yeah. there's yeah. a little extra like Doo-doo-doo. yeah that's yeah. <laughs> funny trina so i didn't sitcom-y. notice that but you're yeah. right so, so sitcom yeah, yeah yeah oh that's funny all right then we get our credits which is trina what oh, do you Chris. think about the boy meets world theme song season one Thank you. You know, funny enough, I tried to change the same theme song one year. I, I remember in, I this. I was song. so supportive of you, Trina. You it should have so been yours. You're, no, it wasn't. I'm it was really great. Good in the music studio, so I wrote a yes. whole song. But Trina's I an amazing song. singer. Just, yes. You know. Oh, I remember. I remember you playing it for me in your dressing room, being like, "Yes, what, what was it? She wrote and recorded a theme, theme song. song. She went and did it on her own. Yeah. Do you still have it? Do you still have it? No, but I remember I can sing it when this old world will pass you by your future. You'll never command. Older boy, much wiser boy. Now the world, and it goes, boy meets world. Everybody talk, boy meets world. But you also did you did these crazy cool production things in it too. Like I remember you were you, you like you doubled your voice and you did like yeah. a reverse vo- vocal thing. Yeah, yeah, you had this like crazy. Li- so even though that sounds like a kind of predictable theme song, the yeah. recording was really innovative. And I remember oh, being like, you. Trina, this is 
awesome. Yeah, because you like just wow. went and did it in a studio with a producer friend of yours or whatever. And I remember cu- you. I was like, Trina, you have to go do this. Like, this would be so much better than what we have. And Michael would Michael have nothing would to do with like, it. Trina. Yeah, people oh. have been paid for years for this. No. Adults who have blood, no. sweat, and tears for this theme song. Well, wow. Michael, Michael's a musician, too. So that yes. it was like, if he didn't do it or help, you know. It was such a cool theme song, I What I'm more concerned about in that first season, the graphics, was with this <laughs> baseball thing with it's the gloves. So bad. <laughs> it's the band-aid. So... <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. another good point. It's literally so in the weird. graphics all about him playing baseball, and yet he doesn't want to go play baseball. Like, yeah. that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole show they introduce rusty throwing a baseball it's yeah it's the whole show yeah it's like literally in the opening oh my god that looks like this little creole kid with like baseball (laughs) coming out it's really weird but okay so then we are in feeney's classroom the class is standing and reciting the pledge of allegiance but topanga is still in her seat she tells mr feeney she elected not to stand because she didn't feel like it Corey says he can't wait to see Mr. Feeney call out Topanga for being weird. But Mr. Feeney gives a lesson on social protest and says, "Okay, you guys are now on opposing positions in a debate that they plan on having this morning. So this is really timely. I'm sorry. This is really timely. It was. Yeah, this is one of those great Boy Meets World moments where you're like, oh, great. They're going to address this, you know complexly like yeah. we're not going to just like have an easy answer it's going yeah. to be complicated and there's going to be a conversation about it i also have to say danielle you are so good in this scene you're great you're great it's like Agreed. it's like you are so comfortable it, you're no longer doing a like topanga voice right. a topanga rhythm you're just in it you're listening to ben you're reacting to him it's like mm-hmm. i was astounded at like the the difference in performance like you yeah. upped your game you know you were just comfortable i think you were finally I was more comfortable now yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, you've been up like till three o'clock in the morning studying your lines and doing <laughs> yeah. your hair. Oh so God. what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I had figured out the rhythm of how to spend all the all the moments of my day being stressed out. No, I, I really was just more comfortable. Um, yeah. And and also there were less um, things that were like off the wall weird. I wasn't ch- I wasn't channeling or receiving a voice. I right. was just, just making a, a good argument. Yeah. I was just making a good argument. Right. And and so it was it felt much more like, yeah, I Natural. can I can inhabit this yeah. and, and have it be grounded. But this um, is the discussion that's been happening in our country for the last, what, six or seven yeah. years now in a huge way. The Colin Kay so, capa- oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I was going to say, but like the the Pledge of Allegiance discussion has been going on since the Oh, yeah, 50s. yeah. That's, that, I mean, but that, but like, I meant just yeah. the, what's going on in sports yeah, and everything that's else. It's, that's it, true. It was very yeah. timely. Well, yeah. Bundy's mm. world is very American. And I think people have to realize that America has a very exaggerated sense of patriotism compared yes. to other mm-hmm. countries. You know, so it, mm-hmm. it's a lot when we don't do the flag and all that. And Bundy's world hit it real good, you know. Yeah. Disrespect. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought this was I thought this was really interesting. Um, it bummed me out a little bit that Topanga was put up to it, and it wasn't just something that she, she was doing to do. on her yeah. own, and that it didn't kind of prompt the discussion naturally. I was more bummed out by the the later scene, the actual yeah. like resolution to this, which we'll get to because yeah, I'm we'll very about confused by the actual too. how it worked out. But anyway, yeah, yeah at this yeah. point, I, was I actually stoked. didn't think there was a good connection between no. the two. There isn't a good connection. We'll talk well, about can it we also later. talk about? <laughs> 
Can we also talk about how this entire class from Pledge of Allegiance to Bell Ring is 60 seconds long? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it happens twice. They do it twice. It's the like, next I'm sorry, do you, like just, you do your entire ever. class and then end with the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> <laughs> Why like, didn't they start in the middle that? of the classroom scene? It's they just, just start in the beginning. So with the- yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, that it's is so really weird. weird. It's like, let's Did start in the Pledge of Allegiance and then Bell. It's like, what? Yeah, real short class. Real short class. So in this scene, Topanga says that if she has to recite the pledge every day, even though she doesn't understand it, that doesn't make her happy. But Corey says it's like 10 seconds long. Why not just do it and make everyone happy? And he does it because he's a great American and he gets into a political speech that writer is uh, Sean is, you know, singing. Trumpeting. Yeah, yeah, trumpeting Trumpeting for. And uh, by the way, did you guys hear me say just because it's a tradition I remember how hard it was, for whatever just, reason, for me to get the words out, just because it's a tradition. It's a tradition was so hard. And I like go, it's a tradition. It's a tradition. <laughs> it's a tradition. Like a tradition. I stumble over it so much. So thank you for the compliment about in that scene. But that's all I could hear was, oh my gosh, did you hear the way I said that? I said it like I didn't know how to talk. Wow. Um, how come you said it like that? How come? I don't know. Pull up your belt and tell us why. <laughs> So then we are in the school cafeteria. Corey and Sean talk about parents not understanding how important the weekends are. They shouldn't be forced to do anything like this father-son softball game. And then Minkus walks over and says there are only three days until Monday, which is so great. I like Minkus so good. He's so good. He is so great. Oh, he, yeah. He hates the weekends because he, he loves. He gives being that at tension too every time he comes in. <laughs> he does. So, he was just so much better than me. That's how I look at him. Like my God, no. he was a good actor. Oh, he's so good. He is so he good. Is- What's so, crazy to me, though, what bothers with, with this scene and then the next cafeteria scene is that we have to keep rationalizing why we're talking to Minkus and Topanga. I know. Yeah. Every time I I have to say some like, the nerd table's over there. Yeah, like, it's why like, don't you like Topanga that season? What's I don't up with know. I noticed that? It's such an old school, like. To. Yeah, yeah, we just they we just yeah. Corey and Sean were the normal cool kids, yeah. and everybody else is just a weirdo nerd, and we have to keep reiterating it. I'm just yeah. I just wish like I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure by like the next two or three episodes we just have to let that go because yeah. they keep having to rationalize why we're talking to each other. But you guys are on oh, the show. I love like, how you have two part conversations. Like you're yeah. talking like they had. I think that happened several times this episode where there's like two part that that old nineties. Like, you can't hear this person talking over oh, here. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd also like to point out that everybody, everybody in the cafeteria was not eating and had a full untouched burger on yeah. their plate. Everybody. Mm. All the background people, everybody. Full burger, like they just been delivered and everyone was just <laughs> waiting five minutes before they were going to eat it. Yeah. It was so strange. Did you ever eat the hamburgers and stuff? Oh, I have ate everything. Yeah. You ate in every scene. This is I the only scene you scene. didn't eat in you until the very end. No, I'm Absolutely. eating Jello until throughout the... this scene. Or one <laughs> no, of the scenes I was watching. I was like, oh, I remember saying, that yeah. Jello. In this scene, so... you had to wait to eat to get the joke at the end. Yes. So you Ugh. didn't eat to get the joke, but every other scene, you're sitting there, you're you're eating. Yeah, you're you're Brad Pitt in uh, all the movies where he's what the Ocean's Eleven <laughs> movies where he's just every eating Brad every Pitt scene. movie. He's always eating. Yeah, it's true. So Sean says that Minkus's seat is over at the goon table and Minkus says that he is only leaving his food there for a second while he goes to get an apple. And Sean is so tempted to sabotage Minkus's hamburger and he eventually pours an entire container of salt and puts pudding on his burger. And the audience groaned like a. Mm -hmm. Can I just say something? 
why did you have to be mean to him? It was like there was a demon in you that I had know. to come out and do this to this poor boy. And they wrote to that <laughs> too, which was why I thought was strange. Like that? I mean, I don't yeah. know why. This doesn't make me sound very bright, but I'm going <laughs> to admit it. I actually thought you were looking at the burger like, oh my gosh, I have to eat it. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I said, why, why, why can he not take his eyes off Minkus's burger? He's got his own burger right in front of him. But I thought it never even occurred to me that you would sabotage his burger. What I actually right. thought is that you, you were like, oh man, to. I have to eat it. I have to eat it. And then when you went to go dump salt on it, I was like, ah, it was yeah. not fun. Really mean. By the way, this is this is the first episode. I'm now in the, officially in the boat with you, Ryder. This is the first episode that I remembered nothing of. Nothing. Ooh. Nothing. Wow. I don't remember the story. I didn't remember shooting it. I remember nothing yep. of nope. this episode. I remember nothing, but, I, but once I was seeing things, like I was like, oh yeah, I do something to his burger. You know, like that yeah, like, came yeah. to my mind. But like actually doing it or what the storyline of the episode was, yeah. nope. No, I got. I, this is the first one where I was like, which is I'm so funny because again, it's a big time. part for you. Yep. It's a big, and I had it's a big no Eric idea, episode. No idea. What yeah, see, I think we wow. clicked into a groove by this point. <laughs> this was like ten episodes in. We're on a TV show. We just do our weekly routine, and we, I guess, we, yeah. we, we weren't nervous anymore. You know, we yeah, were just yeah. You don't look nervous. No, no. you don't you're look just nervous acting. at all. You like yeah. you're in it. You're in it now. But yeah, didn't know what it was. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. 
Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on. Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. So Minkus comes back and he asks if Corey did anything to his burger. And then he outwits them by... Uh, pretending to switch the burgers. And Sean then and, and Corey end up saying that, um, who do they say is across the... Stephen yeah, Hawking? Yeah, they Stephen don't Hawking. cross yeah. each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking turns and looks and then Sean switches the burgers thinking he's switching them back. And womp womp, Minkus has outsmarted you because he is smarter than everyone there. That was a very good scene in that. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, I thought that was a pretty good womp womp too, Danielle, if yeah, I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It was great. Womp womp. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like the womp womp. I was into the womp womp. I wasn't ish talking the womp womp. No. Okay. She committed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey sees Alan practicing for the softball game. He enters. So he, okay. Backyard, side yard. 
Oh, no. Oh. Go ahead. Corey comes around the corner. Yep. He sees Alan playing with the big net that's set up there. And then he backs up and goes the other way and ends up coming in the French doors that are in the living room at yep. the back of the house. Correct. Correct. So there's if, definitely a side yard on that side. Correct. There's a side or there is something <laughs> or there's back, a back there. Yard but it is not a big backyard because one, why wouldn't Alan then go play out there? Because <laughs> because everything's done on the side yard next to Feeney's because that's Except what they do. Except for the do. fact that Will, as Eric later in the episode says, I put backyard. it in a big circle. I put it in a big circle. He says backyard. We'll yeah. get to it. We'll get to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get it. I put it in a big circle. It's like, damn it. Well, we also yeah, know. It was in the script. And, it was and in the script. what are the odds that it would be you saying it? Exactly. I know. I know. So um, when Corey sees his dad, he backs up and he goes in the French doors. As Eric enters, he comes in, I think, the front door. And yeah. then they end up meeting in the kitchen, not seeing that Amy, their mom is there so um they say there's no way they're getting out of the game they turn around amy's there she wants to know what they're talking about eric says the game just isn't exciting for them he has a date and amy says it means a lot to alan and they shouldn't ditch him the boys try to get amy to help them get out of the game she says no and morgan um uh has to begs her mom to go to the bank with her which i thought is such a perfect child thing that's exactly what yeah, they do who does that can and I, then they had her in this oversized plaid shirt. The huge like, shirt. Like a yeah. curtain. She's like a little yeah. curtain. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Do they specify when the game is? Because why, unless they're playing a night game under lights, which you'd never do for a father-son game, why would this interfere with Eric's date? His date, it's a day date because it was the same thing with the library. He wants to go right, on okay. Sunday. It's like they're day dates. Okay. I mean, I know that the oh, first one, the first yeah. one was a 10 p.m., but I think that the, these dates are... Kind okay. of, they're starting in the day. All right. I was, I was curious about that. Okay. Fair <laughs> yeah. Enough. Fair enough. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, not that day dates are very popular when you're in high school. Of course you want to <laughs> go out at night, but I think they're day dates. Okay. So we're in Eric and Corey's bedroom. Eric realizes it's the father-son game, not the father-son's game. Only one of them has to go. Loophole, Corey says. Yeah. Loophole. Uh. Loophole. <laughs> So then Eric says, good luck. Uh, you're the one who's going. And Corey says he doesn't want to be the one to go. Then they start basically threatening and blackmailing each other with, well, what if dad says this? And I joke and they basically start saying, I'm going to tell dad some of your secrets that I know. Mm -hmm. um, they decide that the only way to resolve this is to let Alan choose which son is going to play. Oh, and so gosh. they run down to the living room, fighting each other the whole way. And Eric and, and Corey start going back and forth with their goofy excuses and Alan says he actually just got a phone call and the game yeah. has been canceled because they couldn't drum up enough interest. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to point out, Will, uh, yes. Alan is, is acknowledging the Finally, existence Finally, he's of got Eric. another son. Yes. He yes. actually lets you speak first. Yes. I noticed that. So I was like, <laughs> I noticed oh, that. This I noticed that I also, has arrived. He finally, is in the, in the show. I also noticed for some reason, once again, they've decided I don't ever wear belts. I don't know why. Like Eric is just never in a belt. Which I find. Did odd. you have a shirt? Did you have a shirt tucked in? Yep, sure did. Oh. Tucked in shirt, no belt. Again. <laughs> hmm. How perfect was your hair though in those scenes? I well, mean, really. Gosh. Thank the perfect. You. Was Lori doing your hair? That was like the perfect. No, it was no, somebody Lori was no, else really? first season. Second, yeah. third season. Yeah, 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 yeah. somebody else first season. But yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then the smile where I tried to do the smile. Did you see that? I tried to throw that in at the end of the conversation, and it uh. just epic fail. Like, does not work at all. <laughs> it's Which so, smile? What do, you, what do you mean? So when, when, when in the last scene, Eric right, says to setup. him, "This is what a sincere smile looks like," and he does uh. the big smile. 
I try to throw that in in the middle of the scene and nobody picks it up like it just doesn't work. So I just look like I'm I'm having some problem <laughs> in my brain where all of a sudden I'm just going for no reason. It's really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. That's funny. funny. I didn't notice. Yeah, very weird. I mean, and that's no, really when smart. I run out. But when I run out and I say to 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 Corey, when Eric says to Corey, like, you know, is the library open on Sunday? Yeah. He says, I have no idea. And Eric weirdly goes, not bad. Not bad. I wrote That's that. What was that? Obviously a Michael Jacobs joke. To me, it was <laughs> a I, line like, that had to have been. I don't remember it. I may not be right, yeah. but I know I am. That was clearly a, a say it reading. like this. Not bad. Because it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> it comes not out bad. of nowhere. You go, not bad. Yes. Oh, that's Michael. Whatever yeah, that sounds like that out of nowhere. Yeah. It just comes out of Michael nowhere. Knows. What the hell was that? That is so funny. What I wrote, choice you know, was that? Yeah, yeah, very, very odd. But you're not right. That was probably bad. A, yeah, not bad. <laughs> yep. Very funny. So um, Alan ends up leaving and he says, oh, don't worry about it. There will be other games. Um, and then we're in the school cafeteria. It is Monday and Sean asks Corey how his weekend was. He says it was great because he just relaxed and played video games. Then Topanga comes over and says she missed seeing Corey at the softball game, which prompts Corey to ask, what softball game are you talking about? And Topanga reveals that there was indeed a game between Corey's dad's grocery store yeah. and her father's bookstore. That was a lot. <laughs> I forgot that Jedediah owned a bookstore. Yeah. Well, did I didn't, the whole everybody time. I was going to ask, where did that come from? Yeah. Never that's, seen the first, <laughs> that, that's the first and maybe only time that gets mentioned. I, I'm yep. not positive, because but I don't. he fixes guitars after that, right? Yeah. Oh, good. Is I, that I true? You may when be he, right. Yeah, because yeah, that's one of the that things he so has funny. to do is he has to fix Alan's guitar. He's like delivering it at one point. Wow. Oh I'm glad you remember oh, that. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. I think I'm right. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. And then we uh, also have to make a Topanga's beamed down joke right, to like right. rationalize. And it's the unicorn table. rainbow bookstore. It's like, okay, they're hippies. <laughs> yeah. We get it. I feel like there were two Topangas fighting, like the hippie Topanga and the like the real Danielle. You know, <laughs> that was, would talk fast and be organized and have it together. That you came know, later. And they knew yeah. you were like that. So they kept slipping it in there. And yep, then that came later. Took yep. over. Yeah, yep. it, that's exactly that is exactly what happened. Eventually, yep. they were like, "Let's just write to the person yeah. we have in front of I us." I think that was the beginning of like the them doing that because it didn't make sense for you to like have this information and be so smart in school and then be like this nebula. I always yep. thought that was kind of strange, but I understand they were they were just trying to get it get it on. So <laughs> yeah, they were just trying to to work it out for it long out. Yeah. L- long seasons as we go. Yes. <laughs> So Corey finds out the game was never canceled and that Alan, I thought it was that Alan played with Lenny from his grocery store. But I, I thought so too. Yeah, wasn't that? It made no sense to me then later when he says he wasn't there. He wasn't there. there. So, yeah. so was he not scene, there? That's no. what I don't understand. I was so almost Lenny positive that- So Lenny played with his son <laughs> who doesn't yeah. exist or his yeah, dad? Yeah, like I don't, I don't get it. He took the place of Alan that's... maybe to represent the grocery store. It was weird. I thought the guy represented the sons. He was the sons. Well, that's what I thought. I thought that it was Alan and Lenny played together, almost like yeah. Lenny was filling in for the sons. But then yeah. later in the show, Alan says, well, I wasn't even there. I didn't yeah. go because you guys wouldn't go with me. Like, I didn't have sons But you said he was with. there. Exactly. Right? <laughs> didn't Topanga say that he's there? Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't? Or did no, I just I think say- you just say that, that, that it was representing the- the, the team, store. His store. Okay, so I, I guess I really took from it that Alan was there, but I I, I don't so think too. I actually directly said it. I think okay. I just I think it was we we implied that he went anyway, um, or we assumed that he went anyway. So 
later we find out he did not. So we're in Eric and Corey's bedroom. Well, so Corey finds out the game was never canceled and he feels like maybe it's possible that his dad didn't want to play with him. So we are then in Eric and Corey's bedroom. The boys have brought Amy into the room and she reveals that Alan knew they didn't want to play in the game. And so he lied to them about it being canceled. This is where it got super, super sitcom-y for me. Okay. With the whole like he knew yes. he knew immediately. He did, it was like while well, they were I trying like the witty banter. It is, it is cute though. You guys it are is. good. It you is, know, no, you guys I mean are, it wasn't bad. It was you're just playing off really each other. I, I wrote down. I was like, Will and Ben were like a comedy duo. Like yeah. Yeah. this didn't really happen that often. No. I, 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 later, That's of course. What I yeah. Later, yeah. it was you know. I remember you guys having scenes where you were you know ridiculous, Eric, yeah. and Ben was kind of the straight man. But in this yeah. case, you guys are like. Bada boom, bada bing, bada boom, yeah. like building on each other in a really fun. Uh, no, I, I didn't dislike it. It was just very yeah. sitcom. It's just it the writing sitcom. is very, very but um bump. But no, it yeah. wasn't. I, I wasn't bad. It was just like okay, this is really sick. yeah. It's, yeah, we're there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so they ask for her help. She says, "Nope, this one is on you." Corey knows that they made their dad feel bad. Corey and Eric realize that they are bad sons in this moment. Eric is wearing a red T-shirt, a blue collared button down and a three quarter zip pullover. Yes. Three shirts. Of course. Yeah, of course. We Did have lots like of the creatures. clothes were so heavy in that season. Everything just feels so heavy. Oh, yeah. yes. And the yeah. colors, the, the navy blue burgundy cream color scheme is just heavy. It's rampant. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And Corey's it was all heavy. It was all yeah. Colors yeah. And stripes. very solid, bright colors that were very, very layered and heavy. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, you're in the house. You're like relaxing and you're in three layers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank and the you. thing that was weird is when I earlier when I came in from outside, I was wearing a jacket, but Corey wasn't. Right. So it's like apparently I Eric gets a chill easily is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Yeah, Eric just catches cold. a chill. Yeah, because he's so old. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. My my bones are aching. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> we're in the Matthews kitchen. Lenny, with a broken arm, bangs on the backyard glass with a box of food that the boys called and asked him for. Um, and so I did think this was actually kind of a, a funny running really subdued joke that someone always gets hurt at these softball games. Like one of the dads tries, someone tries too hard, takes it too seriously. Someone always gets hurt. I thought that was kind of a cute thing because it feels very much like dads who try too hard. Yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah. I could see that really happening. So in this case, it was Lenny. Lenny broke his arm. Um, and the boys say that they knew about the game. And this is why they're now going to throw their dad like a barbecue. Lenny says that the boys aren't supposed to know about the game. And he kind of freaks out about needing to keep all of these secrets. And he says, no, I broke my arm by getting out of a turtleneck. He's so great. He's just it's such a character. But well, this is clearly written to bring Willie back. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, this whole, sequence, yeah. this whole sequence exists for Willie Garson to come on our show and be funny. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, they grew up together. He and Michael Jacobs grew up together. Okay, can um, I tell you, when yeah. Willie goes into his rant, I felt like I was hearing Michael. It just yeah, was you exactly were. sounds yeah, you and everything that Michael would say. I was like, is Michael yeah. just talking to him? Yeah. Through a ventriloquist yeah. for these lines? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Basically. You know? No, I mean Willie. Willie <laughs> was just. A, I mean, I think Willie was just so funny and such a good he actor. Is. And then, then, because it kind of doesn't make any like, sense that he's inserted into this whole episode. No, of course it's not. just for comic relief and you know bringing back a, a very funny actor. So, um, so yeah. how about with that in mind, Ryder? Last uh, last rewatch, you you started a new segment about kind of doing some trivia from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think uh, I told you I'd take it over for this week, which I All which right. I did. 
And I think this should be the Willie Garrison Memorial uh, trivia. Willie Garson, excuse me, Memorial trivia game this week. Now, it was a little more difficult this week because a number of the the questions we had last week, Trina, were like, what was the number one song in the country at the time? What was the number one movie? And since we're only a week later. I actually wrote a list of all the trivia of the day. It is right in front of me. That's great. Oh, so she's already going to know. I want to see if I missed something. Oh, no. So I took it another way because we we had a number of the the questions before. Just the facts. Do the music questions. Oh, I'm going to do the music (laughs) questions, but I'm going to do what was the number one song in the UK. At oh, the oh. Ah. I do know this. I knew, do, I know this. Okay. Okay. So well, I know so what it is. I can, I well, I'm going to give you the. I'm going to give you the some some possibilities, Options? and you can okay. pick what they if are. If you give me multiple choice, I will get this. Okay. All right. So here wow. we are. So so <laughs> for the record, it was December seventeenth, nineteen ninety three. Yes. Is when this episode aired, which uh, is also at the time was the fifty first Friday of that year. Or, <laughs> so so everybody knows. Fun uh, fact. On that day, it, for, uh, by <laughs> the way. Fact. I, I'll, I'm giving you a bunch right now. Oh, man. Uh, the next time you can use your 1993 calendar and all the days match up is 2027. So you can oh, reuse your 1993 calendar. Uh, the, the holidays will be different, wow, but really? all the days will be the same. How do you know this? Um, I'm, <laughs> research. Word on the internet. Exactly. This day in history in 1903, Orville and Wilbur Wright had their first manned flight. Wow. And in 1987, on this day in history, The Simpsons debuted. So we now have certain certain things now. So here's my question. Since we knew it was still, I think last time we talked, the number one songwriter in the country was, do you remember what it was? Uh, it was, uh, no. <laughs> okay. I think it was again by Janet again Jackson. By yes! Janet Jackson. Okay. Which it is still in this, and this Friday is still the number one uh, okay. uh, song in the U.S. It's still again by Janet Jackson. So now we're going to take it to the U.K. So in the U.K., was it, was it... <laughs> Oh, Carolina by Shaggy, Barbie Girl by Aqua, or Mr. Blobby by Mr. Blobby? Aqua. Um, Barbie Girl. I'm going to say Barbie Girl. It's none of those. I think it was the first one. (laughs) You think it was Oh, Carolina by Shaggy? No, 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 no. It had to be the Barbie Girl song. Okay. But I think it, I got different. I'm going to look up. I had another. It song. was it not. You- it was something called Mr. Blobby by Mr. Blobby. Okay. It was the number one song in the UK. According Mr. to my. Blobby? Mr. Mr. Blobby? That's what, what it is. is. It? Um, <laughs> what was hmm. the highest grossing film in the UK in all of 1993? Oh, UK is not fair. Because again, we already, we've done the US. So was it. <laughs> all of 1993? All of 1993. Was okay, it not just this week? Nope. All of oh, 1993. Okay. Was it A, The Fugitive? Hmm. B, Jurassic Park? Yes. Or C, oh. The Bodyguard? <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is correct. Million. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park is correct. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, now bringing it back to, since che- Trina might have a cheat sheet, I'm bringing it back to something it's far more obscure. <laughs> We're going back to the U.S. now. In okay. 1993, in the, mu- in the month of... Uh, of December in 1993, what was the highest selling the highest selling car in the United oh States? Whoa, was no it idea. number one the Nissan Pathfinder, number two the Honda Accord, or number three the Ford Taurus? I'm going hmm. with the Pathfinder. Taurus. I'm going with the Accord. Ryder is correct. It is the yes. Ford Taurus. Everyone drove a Taurus. Really? It was yeah, the, I th- the Ford, Ford Taurus, Taurus. It was the one with the backward seats, if I remember correctly. In the I trunk, no idea. you could sit backward. The like kids could sit. Really? It added an extra row. I think that's why it was <laughs> a big deal. Okay. Yeah, it, was a, yeah. it added it was a row the in the back, Ford which I think Taurus. is now completely illegal. But at the time, sure. you could have seats where you faced backwards. Uh, yeah, I think wow. that's the Taurus. Yeah, that's why I went And for our final question in this, the, the Willie uh, Memorial 
trivia question. What was the number one selling candy in 1993? I know this one. Was it A, Hershey's Cookies and Cream, B, Warheads, or C, Peanut Butter M&M's? Oh, I got to oh, go with M&M's. The peanut I feel like M&Ms. peanut butter M&M's might have been new right around yeah. there. But so might have been Warheads. I was going to say so, Warheads. So I, I'm going to say mine. Warheads. That just sounds 90s. Warheads. Yeah. Trina? What was the first one? Peanut butter Hershey's M&M's. Cook- no, oh, Hershey's, Hershey's Cookies, cookies and, cream. and Cream. I'm going to go with Warheads. My feelings are Warheads. Warheads is correct. Yes! That is the correct answer. Yes! Uh, cookie, Hershey's Cookies and Cream was the number one selling candy bar in 94, and mm-hmm. Peanut Butter M&M's was the number one in 91. Wow. Those did not really hit, though, those so peanut there you butter go. ones. There I you don't go. know. And, and that is overall pretty good yeah. trivia, t- trivia wow. uh, for everybody. Wow. Well done, Will. So, thank you. Well congratulations, thank you. everybody, and good, rest in peace, Will. Good Willie. choice bringing in the UK since the answers were all still kind of the same. They were all the same. You gotta figure, <laughs> ne- next week will be Spain you or something because they're all going to be the same again. Yep, I had to do it. There we he go. He knew you were going to put together a cheat sheet. He just knew it. <laughs> She's always prepared. That's the thing. Yes. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while... Authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. 
with up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Okay, so Lenny, you know, freaks out about the the know the boys knowing about the game. The boys ignore Lenny. They're going through the different items that he brought, and he says that he has personal issues, and they end up feeling like they need to invite him to the barbecue with Alan. So they they do. They invite him. And then uh, Matthew. That was a funny backyard. beat for Willie, by that the way. Makes no that makes sense, was, though. That was a funny beat, though, with the, with <laughs> no. the kind of where he just steps up. He's like severe, emotional, it, like yeah. that. It was that was funny. Can that I just say, Alan has a line in that scene I think is so funny. He says, "Real men needs no real men eat salad with their hands." Oh yeah, that's in the, in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. So then in the next scene, when they're actually having the barbecue, Corey cuts the lettuce in half and he says salad done. And Alan says, yeah, this is a recurring thing because they did this with the sandwiches. They've done this now with the sandwiches like twice. This whole like macho men eat like this. And again, that's home improvement. Home improvement. improvement. I think that is a bit of a home improvement. We'll have a question. Did they just give Ben that knife like that? He was a little kid and they just gave him a sharp knife. I'm sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Here's the knife. Chop it up. And then the safety was probably like, you know, the, the, yeah, the metal parts sharp, Gotta love you know, like that was it. But I, 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 you know, I love a good wedge salad. So it's it, <laughs> kind of the joke. Hits. I don't oh, I love a wedge salad. Just no blue cheese. Just no. make it ranch. Oh, I love no. it. No taste. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> Except no. for the cheap blue cheese. I'm a big iceberg fan. <laughs> anyway, we'll get, into the, we'll get into the iceberg romaine well, debate at a different join time. Join our next podcast, My <laughs> Favorite Lettuce. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Macho salad. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's mine. Is that your favorite lettuce? Oh, my God. We're really going here? This yeah, is, is great. Is that your favorite? Mine too. Everybody arugula. knows that butter really? lettuce is oh, the well, best. See? No. 
Iceberg lettuce is the best. Iceberg lettuce is not lettuce. We could have been had lunch together. It's it's air masquerading as lettuce. No, No, you can wrap good sandwiches in it instead of bread. You can use it. It's a great wrapping lettuce. No, it has a spice to it. It has a little imp to it. Yeah, You know what I can't have? Iceberg's my ride or die. Kale. Kale no, is that's not so overrated. Oh my god! There was like a there were like ten years there where everything was a kale salad. I'm so kale glad. Had, kale it. has the same publicist that cauliflower has now. Yeah. No, cauliflower is delicious. <laughs> but it's true, though. It's like it's a cauliflower crust and a cauliflower right. toilet seat. My car is made of cauliflower. Wings, it's got the same yeah. publicist. I'm telling you. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> oh, we actually did oh, have a conversation. Well, we actually did. <laughs> <laughs> Of it's going to be our did. most emailed segment, by the of way. Of course <laughs> we did. What's Don't your favorite? Everyone kale. out there, everyone else out there, let's put together. Who, We're who, sorry, what's kale. your favorite lettuce? Well, and you have to fix your hair. Do I? <laughs> No, don't do it. it looks is that better? Okay, that's better. It's still crazy, but it was like down right I here. Don't, and then... I don't prepare. And I'm in my room, which is a thousand degrees right now. It's so hot. Oh my God, it was so funny. It's okay. so hot. That and I haven't eaten in four days. I haven't eaten in four days. That's why you want to talk about salad. Exactly. Can we talk about salad, please? <laughs> oh my God. Food. Oh, the things I would do to a salad right now. You have no yeah. idea. So there's this running, there's this running gag about Lenny being on painkillers. So he gives us a little painkiller joke. Corey and Eric then sidebar inside the on house. On the kids' and, show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they chat that Alan, they think Alan is hating the night. It's not as good as the softball game that they should have just done. They realize they should have just gone to the game and they need to make it up to Alan. So... The next day, they are in Feeney's classroom and during a lecture, Topanga in that amazing green dress that I loved. I think I've worn it before. I talked about it. I bought it for my personal life. Couldn't say enough wonderful things about that green dress. Boy, did I love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Danielle. We have to go back very quickly. I can't believe even though you kind of mentioned it, you didn't mention that Eric says backyard. I know. That is the scene. That is the scene. And it is in big letters in my thing. Yeah, I just he literally say. says you there's nothing like sitting say. in the backyard. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's and it was in the script, we have to yeah. say. No, it was written in the script. Where yeah. a scene took place in that yard, it Said was exterior the backyard. backyard. It's a yes. strange house. So then, but then it's a strange, because then where did, where did Corey come from? Did he walk past the front yard, past the front door, past the side door, I to the backyard to then back think, up to the, I, to the, the Matthews house is a corner house and there's actually been a couple diagrams online and I think one of really? them is correct but reversed. I, I would put the street basically on the side where Corey came from, I think is the other street. Does that oh. make sense? But you then why this... walk by that door to go to the backyard? And then why is why does Willie say, I'll go move my car and runs out the back door? Who runs out the back door to get their because car? Because there's, there's, there's a street. <laughs> so there's a street running by the Matthews house and then Mr. Feeney's house. There's a mm-hmm. street that direction. And if you're coming from school, you can cut through the backyards or cut through that street to get to the backyard. I think that's, I'll draw a diagram. I'll, yeah. I'll I'd like to see, I, I'd like to see this made in <laughs> please. Lego, please. Cause I still don't understand what's happening. It's the strangestly designed house ever. Oh I think God. I understand what you're saying, Ryder, and I think you're right. We've seen yeah. a diagram that somebody did that was awesome. And yes. I think you're right that the and street, they, put the they have street, the street like this, but if the street, the street is more like of, this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the streets like this. basically uh, the, the the one online that I saw that somebody put the street where the cameras are that there is right. a street where the cameras the alley right. camera right. alley is I would say opposite that that op- on the other side of the house through the French doors is a side yard and then a street and right. that street runs straight through so Mr Feeney has a driveway off of that street so yeah. then it is a corner gr- lot so there's also yes. a yeah. street in front of the front door is Correct. what you're saying but exactly yes 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 okay. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I need to see it. I need to see it, and I need to see it on a T-shirt. Yeah. Writer will draw up something. I'd love to see. I want to see this. Right. Okay. Um, okay, so she says, Topanga says she doesn't want to wear shoes either, and Sean says as the people who sit behind her, they object to the idea. <laughs> Corey tells the class he used to think everyone should recite the Pledge of Allegiance because it was a tradition, but now he thinks it's dumb to do something and not know why you do it. He says, right. if there is something you care about, like the country you live in or the father you have, allegiance is something you should show. So is now where we want to jump into the this not really necessarily connecting? I know, Ryder, you had thoughts on it, it as well. I find it very convoluted. What did he do to Feeney that he had to respect him later? Did he do something bad to him? No, I, I think I think he just always does. <laughs> I think he just doesn't, you know, treat Feeney with respect is the yeah. point. But I was just I just thought this was a very convoluted argument because the to me, like the whole point of Topanga refusing to sit down or the whole point of what Corey starts to say is don't do something blindly, you know, do something because you actually care about it. But then that ends up being an argument for having blind allegiance. Like, yeah. <laughs> because he, because I care about my country, because I care about my father, I should sense. just have allegiance to them. And it's like, well, but you started off this argument by saying you should only do something because you know why you're doing it. So it's a very, like, uh, kind of have your cake and eat it too twisting of logic, in my opinion. But uh, It's like they didn't know. want to offend anyone, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I just didn't like that Topanga doesn't have a voice in this debate. <laughs> like, yeah, she right. doesn't get to stand up for what she's, you know, or not stand up in this case for what she did in the first scene. So it just felt like, it felt like, you know, Boy Meets World took the, the, the nudge in the right direction with that first scene. And then the second scene was just like, and let's wrap it all up so we yeah. can make a good point. <laughs> well, about wait, now the Father question Son. though is, did Topanga really hold that view or because it's established that she was asked to sit down to start the debate? So right. did she actually hold that view or did she not actually hold that view? Because I think she that's actually never held established. the view that she doesn't know why they do the Pledge of Allegiance, which is right. kind of all she stands up for. It says, like, why should we do something we don't know why we do it? Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I guess it would have been a great – like, if Corey had taken the time to actually walk through the Pledge of Allegiance and describe the beats and why he does believe in these things, that makes sense, right? Sure. But he doesn't. He just says, like, allegiance is defined like this, and so I'm going to have allegiance. It's just kind of like – You know, yeah. it's such a rabbit hole when you try to tackle that. Like, they mm -hmm. had to kind of – I kind of – I mean, what do you do? They shouldn't have really brought it up. It's such a <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also think there's this, it's an interesting point that we have on the show in this case. And when we talk about, you know, patriotism in general or allegiance, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. The idea that you can be critical of something and still not disrespectful of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the that is more what should have been brought up in this, which is Topanga. I could see her having the point of. I don't necessarily, I don't agree with everything, all the decisions our country makes. And so I'm not, I, I'm allowed to be critical of, of, of the country that I'm from. Just because yeah. I was born here doesn't mean I need to stand up and say every single thing my country does, I stand behind. Yeah. Right. The same way you can look at people in your life and say, just because I am critical of the decisions that you've made or critical of some of the things you have said does not mean that I don't love you and respect you. Yeah. Right. So. That would have been a great discussion, yeah. but that's not quite what's that's said. Not what no, said. Because that's not obviously no. him going to father-son game is not being critical no. of Alan as a father no. or <laughs> even really yeah. disrespectful. It's no. just not wanting to go to the father-son game. I mean, yeah. this, country, this country was founded on being critical of the government. 
That's what <laughs> that's one of the things the founding fathers specifically put in the Constitution is you are supposed to look to see what the government is doing. And you if are. it's doing something wrong, you're supposed to do something about it. That's literally in the Constitution. Well, so and there is a there's also a difference between saying in the father son aspect of it. I don't want to do this. The softball game doesn't mean anything to me, but it does mean something to someone who is very important for me. So I'm going to put my own needs on the back burner for right yeah. now and prioritize the needs of someone that is a which priority to me. Which is a different argument and a good one. Which is a, a totally one. different yeah. argument yeah. than I don't, like, it's, it, they don't connect. These two no. things, the, the, the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance and this thing that he the chose to do. Not no. Again. And I would argue this is the first time that's happened where it doesn't wrap up to where it's like, oh, what, what that, how how Feeney was establishing it and then how it was resolved matched perfectly. This is the first time that really didn't happen. Because I That's also true. still don't really understand the argument is what he's saying is so I should have just the, the arguments used for the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning. Oh, it takes 10 seconds. Just do it to make someone happy is now what he's saying he should have done exactly. for his dad. Yes. And so yeah. yes, That's that thing. is Corey that ends is... up just agreeing with himself. Like right. that's, yeah. So he's repeating the same argument. He's just using the word allegiance. Cleverly, but he says you know, that but... in all fairness, they write to that because yeah. he says yeah. Feeney says, did you change your mind? And he said, no, I didn't change right. my mind. I can just argue it better. Right. So it's still the same opinion, but it's an opinion of something that wasn't really matching with what it should have been. Like, no. you know, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah it's and, well, and the greater point is like what Feeney was trying to sort of get Topanga to argue, which is, you know, is there a version of like civil disobedience that is OK? Yes. You know, yeah. and like that's a way more interesting conversation than mm-hmm. this. So yeah, it's then a just go to the game because your dad wanted you to. Right. Um, And again, if Danielle's right, had it been written where it's like there are some times you have to do stuff that has nothing to do with you that you don't want to do, but it'll make somebody you love happy. Right. That's okay. That's a different thing. And again, that's a different speech at the end that he could have given, but it wasn't that at all. Yeah. And also that you could still love something and be critical of it. Both of those would have been cool. Either one of those (laughs) would have been amazing. And yet literally our podcast just kind of got dropped. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We love so. Women's World and we're critical of it. That's what's the show. It's our show. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah very strange. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. 
They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So either of those could have been great, but we he, he kind of gets up and, and says what he says. And um, Mr. Feeney asks if Corey believes that you should respect the traditions of the government group or a person. Corey says, yes, he should have. And then Feeney asks, how about a teacher? And then the bell rings and everybody runs again. out. Yeah, huh? four, four minute class, class ever. Four minute class. <laughs> four minute, four minute class. class. Everybody runs out, and no one else will have noticed this, but I, of course, noticed it because when I'm in a scene, I can't take my eyes off myself. Oh, Ben has to wait to let you go ahead of him. I trip. That's my. Oh, is that what did you trip? Did you? I, I, did you? I kick the chair. I think it's Dusty's chair. I like kick the leg of it and fully trip. I trip. Oh, that's run funny. Out I didn't even room. notice that. All I noticed was that Ben like weirdly letting Topanga go in front of him. I was like, oh, because he's going to stop at the doorway yeah. and oh say something. Of course, yeah. he has to let me get <laughs> out first. But I, I fully trip. It, 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 absolutely incredible trip. It's the trip I do 
every time I trip. It's a big, big just jump forward, one big oh, jump. No. It's, it is it is a Danielle signature. I can't wait I've to see a, that. Apparently been doing it since I was 12, so or probably even younger. So Feeney walks across the classroom to a stack of books, For no picks reason. up the book, flips it open to a random page, and starts reading it. As which you do. is which is perfect that that's what he wanted to do in that moment because who comes back in but Corey with and- his backpack on backwards? What? Oh yeah, he literally he went through the wrong strap, so the backpack uh, is completely backwards, and it's amazing. like, hey, Mister Feeney, while you're reading that randomly, page eighty six. Yeah, it was his back backpack is on backwards. So yep. Funny. Okay, with his notice. backwards backpack, and he does say. Or a teacher. Feeney gives a Feeney smile and a mm-hmm. little shake of the head. It's a, a classic sitcom moment. <laughs> yeah, he taps straight a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. He doesn't even say anything. He just kind of acts like, aw, sweetie. Yeah. So then we're back in the Matthews living room. Corey and Eric come downstairs because they can't sleep and they want wait, to tell Alan that- they feel bad. Oh, wait, hold on. No, no. Wait. Can Are we going to talk about that to sleep he's wearing two shirts? Yes. Well, and the, well before we even get there. Before, yes. Two, two shirts, <laughs> one he's a button a red down. He's wearing a t-shirt and a button down. A bu- and then a boxer. perfectly pressed <laughs> totally iron normal. down. He yep. sleeps in two shirts. It's three ridiculous. shirts. Three shirts is the yeah. amount of shirts that's appropriate to go out in the world. Two shirts, two shirts is what you sleep, sleep in. But yeah, before we get to that. down. This, uh. to me, is one of the most natural because I do it. I grew up watching my dad do it. The the Alan doing the quote, we call it the rounds in my house, doing the rounds before you go to bed, walking mm-hmm. and making sure every lock is locked, picking stuff up off the floor. It is yeah. such a natural thing. I watch my dad do that every single night and I do it now every night before I go to bed. So just watching that, his quote unquote business this week was so real yeah. that it was like he's doing his rounds right That's before funny. he goes to bed. And it was great. It was this so natural thing where it was just like, yep, checking the locks. Yeah, you check all the locks. You make sure every, the <laughs> every night before you go to bed. It was so great. Yep. Aww, I saw my yeah. dad in that moment. It was so great. Aw. So you guys come down. Like I said, Corey sleeps in two shirts, which is pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> he's also got socks and slippers on, which of course. is also uh. great. So Alan says, no, don't worry about it, guys. You threw me a barbecue. We're even now. And they say, oh, no, we're way past that guilt. They ask what the score was of the father-son game. And he says that they got creamed 18 to 3. Again, another thing that doesn't make sense to me in this story. When did we find out? We never found out. When did he admit that they knew about the game, that the barbecue was amends? Like, Never All of happened. that just gets glossed over. We yeah. It's a very bizarre episode. It is. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a bizarre episode where there's a lot of tensions that aren't really face to face. You know, yeah. like I kept feeling like scenes would end. Like even this, the first scene with with Betsy when she like leaves with Morgan to go to the bank. I remember being like, "What changed in that scene? Like yeah. nothing. Like basically, they saw that he was preparing for the father son game. They talked to. Amy about it and then she leaves like no decisions were made no conflict was sort of brought to the surface it's a very that keeps happening throughout this episode well the Um, only thing I'll say to that point that does kind of happen is she lets them know no one's getting you out of this yeah she she says I'm not helping you which then implies no one's helping you this is on you to make right but there's like three scenes in a row where right. Eric and Corey don't make any decisions and they yeah, don't yeah. make any progress. They just yeah. sort of, well, you know, they but decided yeah, on the lettuce. They, they decided on the, on the barbecue. <laughs> that is the yeah. move. But like, yeah. like you just pointed out, they never actually say to Alan, we threw you this barbecue because right, no, we felt no. bad about the father's son. No game, apology which would, or no, 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 anything no, like that. Yeah, Rusty's just this all knowing dad thing, yeah. you know, yeah. which he yeah. does really well. He does that all knowing. I already yeah. know. 
And yep. also, it feels like that would have been a really interesting conversation. So, Dad, why did you lie to us? Why? Well, and no. did like whatever that conversation was, something juicy would have come from it. And instead, mm-hmm. it's just kind of glossed over. Like, did he say, you know, did I don't know. I just it, there was not a, a communication really... was the thing back then. Look at us. Just not going to talk about it. It's yeah. so true. Oh, man. valid point. Valid point. Oh, man. So, uh, is no, did anyone else notice? I'm going to ask. Did anyone else notice? What? I'm mouthing the lines again. Are what? you? Really? In this scene, I'm mouthing the lines again. Whose lines? I was mouthing, I think they're Alan's. Twice oh, now, two episodes in a row, I'm mouthing oh, the lines along. I yep. can't believe I it. Yeah, when did, did you finally figure that. this out? I have no, I'm not sure I have. I, do I don't know if I'm going to be seven seasons season. in. Like, I'm still doing this. But Are you yes, the type I, to memorize everybody's lines? Yes. Oh, yes. Will would memorize everything anytime he heard it once. Yeah. He would just yeah. say it aloud once and he would have it memorized. That's so it was memorized. So that's the thing. So th- I'm mouth. I'm literally, I'm just, that's I'm, so my funny. La- mouth flaps are going along. Wow. With, it was either Corey or Alan, but I'm talking along with one of them. That yeah. That is oh funny. So yep. funny. So Alan says he wasn't even at the game. The boys say that it's a... So now the boys just decide to totally turn it on him. They say it's a tradition to make the sons go. And Alan broke the tradition by not forcing them to go. And that's why they lost. So just... wild gaslighting yeah your fault your fault (laughs) you know what dad we wanted to make amends because we felt bad but ultimately after thinking about it it's actually your fault yeah um they ask if alan wants to play a softball game against the bookstore next weekend instead of waiting until next year and they high five yes and then Corey says all right i'm back to back to bed in my button up um a lot of anti-hippie sentiment oh, it's really absolutely. intense right i was kind yeah, of like veg heads yes i was it yeah. just was mean stuff it. happening <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you're, you're, those you're less there because yeah. you're a vegetarian new agey <laughs> so mean well again Gosh. the name of the bookstore the name the rainbow unicorn, unicorn bookstore it's like come on really it's yeah. like yeah exactly well, we talked about this briefly with Topanga's obsession with yoga in a, in a previous episode that um, it probably new age stuff was not nearly as um, accepted or yeah. out there. No, as totally. it's starting yeah. to rise again. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. It was probably just starting to be something that people were, you know, talking All about. My friends again. were hippies yeah. growing up. All my friends followed the dead and followed fish and yeah. didn't bathe. And that was like that. I grew up yeah. around that stuff. So it wasn't weird to me, but it was like, I oh, did. Yeah. Strange. But I yeah. think for the writer's age, it right. was yeah. it was still in its backlash. It was still in its sort of Reaganomics, anti sixties, seventies like moment. So I mean, for our generation, I think being new agey and hippie and was but totally aren't, aren't acceptable. Alan and Amy didn't the, the first episode or one of the episodes they go to the concert? He's wearing a tie dye shirt while yeah. they go to see Aerosmith. Like yeah, but they clearly Aerosmith. weren't philosophically in line with the. Yeah. The Unicorn Rainbow Bookstore. I mean, that was worthy not. of mockery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder That's... how long this lasts. I, I mean, we'll see because I'm sure when Jedediah and Nebula show up, they're probably still making fun of hippies. Oh, on I'm, our sure. Show. Like, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, my sister's name, I remember my sister's name, name is Nebula Star Lawrence. And oh, my gosh. Stop, stop the War. Stop the stop War the Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Nebula right. stopped the warlord. Yeah, so it was all ne- it was all steeped in that like <laughs> Vietnam era backlash. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like look yeah. at the how, idiots. How much older were the writers? Uh-huh. 
How how old were they? Were they like they're probably 60? our age now, no, right? They were in their forties. They were in their forties or fifties, probably. Right. Yeah, forties okay, or fifties. Yeah. Right. So say, they would yeah. have come of age in the late sixties, seventies, and sort of seen okay. the culture shift back. But mainstream culture back then, yeah. was very, you know. Anti- right, but you figure some of them would, Wait, would have guys, been in the hippie movement. If you're saying our writers. writers are 40 no, or 50 back then, huh? that would mm-hmm. make them 80 years old now. <laughs> it's been 30 years. So Seriously? if you think about, yeah, it's been 30 years since 1993. Aren't so they in their 70s? Think, 60s, yeah, they're 70s? In their 70s. 60s. I would sure. say at least their 70s. Some of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Really? I would think so. Sure. Yeah. I think a lot wow. of them got successful in that time in the 80s when things in going into the 90s where things were really like career and, you know, yep. shove a bag of cocaine in my ass and make this show and <laughs> that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, the hippie yeah. thing, money was in there. You know, what yes. when yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're exactly. Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Yes. You know? It was the yuppie revolution. It was yeah. like, uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so Cor- the, we're in the tag, the Matthews living room. It's after the game. Corey, Eric, and Alan walk in after they're winning. They're triumphant. Uh, Alan says he had a great time. He can't wait for next year. The boys tell him, guess what? You don't have to wait because the bookstore wants a rematch. Best two out of three. It's going to be next week. And Alan, physically beat up from the game, doesn't seem too thrilled, but says, echoing Corey and Eric from earlier in the episode, that's nice. It's nice. nice. By the way, I've Googled three of our writers and producers, and all three have popped up 67. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they were in their 30s. Okay. So late 30s. Yeah. Wow. Man, they were all younger than we are now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The Golden Girls were in their 50s. I still can't believe that. Really? Yes. Wow. Yikes. I know, that's pretty crazy. Time flies. It does. I'm sorry, I haven't eaten in four days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, any fi- any final remarks about this episode that, that uh, doesn't I, really... I, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. <laughs> I agree. I, I have to I agree I think this you. is probably our weakest so far in the first season. I don't uh, disagree. I, you know, which is interesting, considering that Lawrence's contribution to television. I do think he's a great writer. I think, you know, his shows have been yeah. good. So, But there's something off about this episode. And, Maybe he you got know, fired on that show. <laughs> I feel well, it's like also maybe, anybody who knows this knows the system knows that the script that you put in is not the script that comes out. Well, that's what I think yeah. is the problem. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a script that came in, was bought, and then rewritten to yeah. try and be more complicated and nuanced, but didn't actually change the storyline. And so you get a lot of nods towards complication and nuance, and none of it actually it works out. It does seem rewritten, especially in the classroom yep. political scenes. It yes. definitely does seem rewritten. And I think reworked. that a normal, a typical Boy Meets World episode would have would have had a, 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 a story that reflects the sort of values and logic better. Yeah. And in this case, it's like you have these nods to those values and logic, but then you just kind of don't do anything with yeah. it. They're and like, you just have say like, too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, sto- the storyline doesn't quite work out. So I don't know. Yeah. It just felt, it very, felt very slight and sitcom, which is fine. You know, yeah. but it doesn't feel like a typical Boy Meets World episode in my mind. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt could- like it was trying to be one. Yeah, that's yeah. What it felt I mean, like it also me. could be that it was it was written by someone who wrote it on spec, so wasn't yeah. on staff, and exactly. so somebody yeah. who doesn't you know isn't already inside the fabric yeah. of the show doesn't know the something. house style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's possible so it, too. it's any one of those possibilities, but uh, yeah, I would say not not my favorite. Um, no. I think I think the weakest that we've come to so far, um, yeah. which is no you know uh, no reflection of Bill Lawrence's talent, no. obviously. But um, yeah, this one didn't. Was he ever on the set? Do you know? I don't know. I feel like he had to have been for this week. I don't know. Yeah. This guy up. 
He yeah. would have been there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. When it was taping, I'm sure. Maybe, yeah. unless it was like we're taking your script by. I mean, you never you never know. Yeah. It's like I have no I idea. wish we could ask Bill Lawrence. Bill, when you're listening to your favorite podcast, I, I've heard, I've, I feel like I've heard a story about him sitting at the monitor being upset at how much the script was rewritten. And I oh. think I heard that from Jeff Sherman. Okay. So I okay. feel for either Jeff or somebody told me like that there was a there is a moment where, you know, watching Bill Lawrence be flabbergasted how oh, little wow. his script survived. Um, but yeah. I don't know if that, you know, where, who who told me that, but I think it would have been Jeff Sherman at some point. Mm, so we can yeah. ask him maybe. Well, there you go. That would make yeah. sense then. Okay. Well, crazy. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. Our next episode will be season one, episode 12, Once in Love with Amy. It aired January 7th, 1994. And uh, we are also that week going to be talking to the casting directors of Boy Meets World. Um, we will be talking to Sally Steiner and hey. Barbie Block. Oh, tell them I said hi. <laughs> I most certainly will. And I will absolutely ask Barbie, especially about your uh, audition. audition that we yes. Your audition. Oh, she doesn't even know I snuck my butt back up in there. <laughs> I know. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about that. That's going to be cool. Can't yeah, wait to tell her. Cool. So anyway, make sure you guys tune in for that one. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show. And you can email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Also, we have got the merch. 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 <laughs> podmeetsworldshow.com. And I want yeah. one. I'm oh. going to send you my address. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and also then and pick out which ones you want. Look, okay. look on the website, pick out what pick out what shirts you want. Also, I think I think Trina, you should come up with a shirt of your own that's that we could sell. Yeah. Are you serious? Because I got a couple of really great ideas. Have you seen okay. they're already selling of me and Ryder all over the place? They've so many shan there's so much Shangela stuff Cute. out already. Aww. Cute. We might have to do one of those. We might have I'm to do a limited out, a yeah. limited run like a Minka shirt. I think that'd be that's a good idea. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. All right, everybody. Well, look for that. Look for that soon. Yeah. All right. Uh, we love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Lorraine Gurez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. 
This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 